Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yes, Woo! it is a beautiful well, I'm not. It's I, I beautiful, can't even say man. It like the day anymore because the day it actually posts is different from Fact. the day that we record. So I'm yeah. not gonna say anymore. It's just a beautiful day in San Diego. Another one, another as always. Day. I mean, and what more do you expect? We pay for this. Yeah, it's the city tax. So <laughs> yeah. welcome to SD. And if you haven't uh, come to San Diego, please come check us out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shoot me a holler. We'd love to sit down and talk to you, see you, and uh, say hi to some people because it's a little, just some of the things we like to do, right? Heck yeah. yeah, heck yeah. All and, right, and before before we jump into introducing our guests, let's not forget our uh, everyday promos. As you can see right back here behind me, we have some shoes. We are still collecting our shoes. 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year is our small goal just for the homeless in San Diego. Remember, this charity is for homeless. Uh, we want to see some closed-toed uh, tennis shoes, walking shoes, uh, walking whatever, something comfortable. Remember that this is going to be for homeless people. People in all types of weather. So if you have some shoes that you can donate, please give me a call. Area code 619-884-0045. James at csfirst.com is my email address. I will write out and pick up those shoes. Hop in the Harley. Rum, 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 rum. It's loud. You'll know he's there. Pick up the shoes. We'll thank you for it very much. And if you happen to get those uh, shoe donations in before, I want to say Friday. If you can do it before Friday, um, we'll give, I have a one is this going to air before Friday? It might not, but if you're on Facebook Live, you're listening. If so you want to go to the Live, Mission Valley Beer Fest with me, make your donation. Shoot, uh, shoot James an email. Hit us up via text, phone call, whatever it is. Get your donation in because I love to hang out with you at the Beer Fest in Mission Valley. Let me know. All right, whoop, whoop. you ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock it and roll it. Today's guest is the incomparable i like that word incomparable I, yeah yeah i stole it from the insurance guys podcast incomparable uh, <laughs> uh mr oh mark gillette with pacific bank card llc welcome to the show mark thanks for joining us today Thanks, guys thanks for having me on you ready to ready to spew some knowledge to these people sure whatever knowledge Educa i have left <laughs> whatever knowledge i have left oops i just kicked myself i, I knew i was told gonna do it you. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I done told breathe. you all right all right so uh, <laughs> breathe breathe <laughs> breathe all right so um mark uh tell me a little bit about your background How, why what prompted you because i think that every entrepreneur is a little bit crazy to go out and do something on their own so what prompted you to jump to the dark side going to being an entrepreneur working on uh, independently on your own at, at you know business in general uh business in general that's a great question um i had a, used to have a business partner and we would always discuss other people's businesses and finally, we said, I said, you know what? We need to put our money and our time where our mouths are. 
that's, that's, that's you know everybody's a great entrepreneur until it's time to be an entrepreneur right no i love that i, I, I use i use the same type of analogy when i when people say talk about playing poker for example yeah right everybody's like oh i play poker i'm good whatever yeah that's because you play online for free right or at home for free as soon as you put some skin in the game i tell them like if you really want to learn to play poker put like five bucks in an online portal and play for pennies i guarantee you even though they're pennies you play completely different because mm-hmm. you have some skin in the game, right? Yep. So as soon as you, uh, you know, you can talk about people's businesses, you can talk about what they should have, could have, would have done. But as soon as you are actually doing it yourself, as soon as there's some sort of skin in the game for you where you have a vested interest in the success or the failure of the business, things change. It changes big time. It changes big time. So yep. uh, what brought you to this particular industry? Uh, well, I like people. I like the business model and the freedom that it allowed um, and you know, if you like people, sales is a great place to be. Um, and just being out in the field, being out, and I don't want to be behind a desk. That's not my thing. Even though we got to do some paperwork from time to time and that's okay. I like being, you know, face to face with folks. So, oh, a hundred percent. So, um, I don't think I actually said it. What, what kind of business, what type of business are you in? We're in merchant processing. Okay, tell so, me a little bit about what, what that means. Yeah, we facilitate transactions. So um, any business that takes credit card in their place of business, whether they want to take credit card or they would um, like to have a better option for their credit card processing, that's what I, what I come in and facilitate. All right, because it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of platforms out there that already exist. I don't know, Squares or the QuickBooks or the whatever, you know, those types of things that are already out there. They're easy, they're accessible. But they're expensive, yeah. Right, especially if you start dealing in volume. Right, volume is one of those things where um, you're processing a lot of transactions on a regular basis. Uh, and so, when when you get to that level, when you're actually in business, if you're just taking a couple of transactions here and there, even like a Venmo work. But when you're in business and maybe you're selling windows, for example, and you're processing, you know, $10,000 payments at a time or you're, you know, you're a contractor and you're processing payments for your clients, all of a sudden that one, two, three, four, five percent that you're being charged on those each single credit transaction starts eating into your bottom line. You know, it does. And that's just you said it, the bottom line. Um, I deal with people all the time and I say, this is what your bottom line is. Oh, well, this, I don't want to hear about this and that. What could you do with this amount of money? And that's a game changer for people, you know, and that makes you take, stop and take a look. And, you know, there's a thousand people that are, that do what I do, but nobody does it like I do it. And, um, you know, for people out there, they want to find somebody that, you know, does, that they can relate to, they can relate to their business and, and help their business. You know, uh, using your bank is fine. Using Square is fine until it's midnight and you're trying to process a transaction and you can't, you need help. And then you wish you had somebody like me in your corner to be able to, to help you along with that process. Dude, 100%. So, um, I'll give you an example in, in insurance, right? Mm -hmm. We take client payments all the time, right? And, and it goes into a trust account. So for those of you who don't understand how the insurance process works, if you go into your state farm office, you go into an insurance office and you make a payment, right? The payment doesn't go to that insurance broker. It goes into what we call a trust account. The money goes into that account. And then the insurance company, whoever you're insured with Mercury, progressive, whatever, they go ahead and take the money out or you can pay the carrier direct. If you're, if you're 
processing a payment in-house, maybe you're taking a credit card payment, you're eating the cost of making that transaction, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, when we're talking about volume, it makes a big difference when you're when you're having multiple, multiple transactions come in. And so I know that we've, we've looked at uh, a number of different types of processing, and we run into some, some situations sometimes where maybe a, a client premium that we have to take a payment is like $15,000 on a worker's comp policy, right? Something like that. And we go and swipe the card, and it says, eh-eh you've achieved your max yeah. processing for the day. Yeah. That could be a, you know, a heartbreaking stopping moment in a business. Now you have a client in front of you. You can't process the payment. They know they have the funds available and sure. what do you do? Who do you call? What are you supposed to do? So, you know, that's, you know, having that relationship with somebody to help you process these types of uh, situations to get through these types of uh, difficult points in business is one of the reasons why we have someone like you on a team. Yeah. And you know, I, I've, uh, I've owned other businesses, so I can usually come in and look at your P&Ls. I can look at your merchant statements, and I can give you a comprehensive game plan for your business and what it means to your bottom line. And what we're doing now in the bank card industry, I'm saving people between 40 and 90% on their fees. So we're not just talking about, hey, I'm going to come in here and save you $50 or 100 bucks. And we're talking about your entire processing fees or, you know, in business to business, you know, 40%. By not even changing anything, just changing the, the platform on which you're doing it to how the, 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 uh, the uh, transactions qualify. So different processors. And so what I do with Pacific Bank Card is we're like a brokerage. So I had a vision of being able to use different bank card processors that I use, like Merchants Bank Card, NextGen, um, just to name a couple of them, and uh, Palo. They all offer great products, but it may not necessarily fit a particular merchant so when a merchant's always like my favorite question is what's your rate what do you want it to be <laughs> that's my question uh, you know what do you want the rate to be i mean i can make it whatever you want but let's sit down and have a conversation about your business and and then it always leads into bigger business issues that i think merchants end up having that they don't ever address right well it's it's one of those things where education is is vital right uh people who get into business think it's something as easy as exchanging money and it, it's no. not as it's not as transactional as just exchanging cash when you swipe a credit card a lot goes into it some of it is the processor some of it is the gateway some mm-hmm. of it is the the merchant services like can you can you kind of walk through how that works so people are aware that it's not just one quick swipe there's security features embedded there's there's third party features embedded so that we're you know we're trying to keep things as secure as possible when using plastic yeah well you know the banks actually control everything they, they, they control the credit cards and they, they are the acquiring bank. So everybody's always like, well, I, I use my bank. Well, yeah, you do and you don't. They're still using a processor like us. Um, so the way that that transaction works, when a card is swiped and it goes through a credit card machine or POS system, that card gets validated in, a, in, in what's almost a real-time transaction when you think about how fast that is. The reason there's merchant fees because everything in our business is revolved around risk. And the higher risk that the card is, the higher percentage that the merchant pays on that card. So a risk meaning like if I go online and I key in my credit card, mm-hmm. that's much riskier transaction for the merchant than if I have a card present, if I stick a chip yeah. into the machine. Yeah, and then you have airline miles, you have hotels and stuff like that. You have corporate cards with a lot of benefits to them. The merchant pays a higher fee for those cards. So what we're able to do now, if merchants are interested, is just eliminate that altogether. And you're able to do that in a number of different ways. But um, when, we, when we do that, merchants save almost all their, their processing fees. Let's, let's simplify this a little bit just because not everybody speaks uh, credit card processing. Sure. Who's the merchant? 
The merchant is the person that, that has the business owner. Okay, so the business the owner person is the, per- ta- the person taking money and wants to put it in their bank account. Okay, that's the yeah. merchant, right? Yep. Now, um, I've had a number of different situations, and if you're in business, you probably had some of the similar ones. What happens if I swipe a card, right, and the client says, that wasn't me who swiped the card, or that wasn't me who processed that transaction, I need a refund. Who's ultimately responsible? That would be a case-by-case basis, but the merchant should be responsible. It just depends. You know, Usually it's a lower transaction, so the credit card company is usually not going to hold that person accountable because the merchant should be doing things like keeping the receipt with the signature on it. Mm-hmm. He should be keeping that for 90 days. Those, those type of little those things. Little- I know merchants that keep those things for a year. Yeah, it makes a big difference, right? Yeah, because I've had I've had that happen before. Prior to, uh, I'm I'm telling you, serial entrepreneur over here. Right. So we've had uh, we've had a computer company where we process credit cards, and that was that was funny, dude. Do you remember processing credit cards with the with the computer company? That credit card terminal machine, because it was wireless. We went house to house. Oh, to house. One of the old giant dude, big ones. I mean, yeah. we're talking like early two thousands, <laughs> and it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it was like, you know, massive. Well, and because of the technology at the time, we weren't even actually processing those transactions live at that time. Like we were just them. storing them and yeah. then we would batch them when we got back to the office. Yeah. That's yeah. The thing. yeah. I'm, I'm sure like, you had a I'm, few of them. I'm telling him like he doesn't know what. <laughs> yeah. no, but, but you know what's funny? A lot of people don't know that. They just think that the card swiped and, oh, they've got my money. Well, that might not be true. And, you know, the merchant still liable to maybe not being paid on their on their services you know mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean we were still using uh carbon copy receipts and when we would <laughs> oh process a not credit a bad card, idea right when we would process a credit card we would run it through the machine but just in case yep we you know got the, the whole crayon effect where you you scrape the credit card onto yep. the carbon copy so we had that information and had the customer sign because you never know what was going to happen you never knew if that was actually going right. to go through and we just left the customer with you know thousand two thousand dollars worth of merchandise We've got to make sure that we, you know, we collect on whatever it was. I mean, those were old school ways. You're talking about, you know, real time transactions today. I mean, if I swipe a credit card today, I know that it approved a, I know that B, I'm going to see the money in my account. If not the same, if not the next day, the same day. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and everything is just fluid, quick, simple. Yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, technology's, you know, we're still behind. Well, We're still behind. No, right, what's so coming is, is, I mean, there's cool stuff coming. All right, tell me a little bit about the stuff. Cause you- well, the stuff that's coming is like contactless. You know, everything's going to be in your merchant wallet. Um, so uh, what, what I mean by that is that if you've ever gotten your new phones and the first thing it doesn't ask you in the setup is, can you put your credit cards in here into a merchant wallet so you can actually have your phone and just literally put it next to a machine and, and pick what credit card you want to use and, and that transaction will happen in real time. See that's okay, that's coming. So it, I mean, it's, it's exists in it's other ex- parts of the world. You got some Apple Pay, you got some stuff like that, yeah. right? It's a similar type it's, thing. It's, it's assimilating the market now. Now, now, how do you how do you get through our generation of people who, first of all, growing up, like having a credit card was something that was different. It wasn't, you know, when I was younger, it wasn't always Mastercard and Visa. It could have been just a Macy's card, for example, right. where you can only use it at Macy's. It was literally a line of credit at that store. And slowly but surely, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express, they took over the whole market. And now I can get a credit card at Macy's that'll have a Visa logo on it. And mm-hmm. I don't have to just 
buy at Macy's. I can buy pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Right. And and I say Macy's like it's still around huge or something. Right. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like it's a Mervin's. Different... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Macy's is still around, still publicly traded. <laughs> still publicly traded, but it ain't gonna be around very much longer. When's when the last time you went to one? <laughs> right. I mean, I never uh, went to one to begin <laughs> with. So, <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. Like, how do how are you? Uh, it, it, I'd imagine the people that you're working with now come from a whole different generation. But we still have people that are kind of old school, have been around the block for quite some time, and there's a relationship orient a relationship part of the business that says. You know what? I mean, I don't know what my fees are. I don't know what I'm paying per month, but I, I already got a guy. What do, what do you what do you bring into the table to help, you know, get them to a point where they're like, you know what? That's you're right. I should be working with you. Um, oh, well, I mean, you said it right then and there, you know. Um, I got a guy, but I don't know what I'm paying. <laughs> yeah, it's your money. You should know. I mean, I know how much money's in my bank account. I know how much money I owe on my credit cards. I know, you know what I mean? I know my financial structure, you know. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I talk to people all the time. I meet merchants all the time and give them, you know, this would work better in your business. Ah, oh, if I do that, I'm going to lose business. No, nah, I mean, you'd have to lose a lot of business. You know, there's there's ways that you need to think about what's best for your business and the bottom line for your business. You know, they may have somebody they have a relationship with, and if they're happy with them, I mean, great, you know. Mm-hmm. There's enough people out there that, that, that you know, merchants out there that um, could use me you're buying me you know you're buying my services you're buying what we bring to the table so if they're happy great you know but if they don't know what they're paying that tells me that their merchant processor you know is just somebody that signed them up and is a salesperson is no longer part of their business if they're not keeping in contact with um with their merchant and then to me their merchant vulnerable when's the last time you saw your merchant i don't know well that one's fair game as far as i'm concerned it's true and it Actually, uh, that brings up a question for me. T- can you tell us about how you maintain the relationships? Like, what uh, do you do to stay top of mind, to stay in front of your customers? Because if you if you're having that same uh, conversation with somebody who hasn't talked to their merchant in years or whatever it is, what are you doing to stay in front of them? Um, I still like personal phone calls. Oh, look at that. I still like old school personal phone calls. I still like uh, writing a thank you card out. You know, the, the, the profits, the people that make money in any business, there's everybody works from nine to 12 and from one to five. What are you doing between six and nine and between whatever, five and, and nine, those other hours, you know, you take a moment and, and instead of, you know, watching game of thrones or something uh you know get on your merchant list and just write a handwritten letter thank you for your business i appreciate you if there's anything i can do you know give me a call it's something about having that personal touch right it is we were talking before the podcast about you know being growing up in a different generation yeah um one of those weird things and i'm much older than i am (laughs) just throwing it out there right so you can tell losing the hair so uh but but one of the things our generation was unique at uh, was different than than our newer generations, our counterparts, our uh, our younger uh, kids, I guess. Um, sure. I memorized my numbers when I was a kid. Like I knew all my friends' phone numbers by mm-hmm. heart. I did too. Right? And I, and my mom and dad knew all my f- kids, my friends' uh, phone numbers at the same time. And it was it was important for us to pick up the phone and talk. Right. I mean, we had to stretch the cord super far to take it to our room. Right. right? But 
it was important for us to pick up the phone and have a conversation with people. I knew, and I still have friends to this day that don't have a social media that if, if you don't pick up the phone and call them, they don't even know that the party exists because they don't have a Facebook. They right. don't have an Instagram. It's just a different generation. A lot of people are on it and a lot of people are jumping on board and it, I think it's vitally important to have a social media presence. But having that personal touch, whether it's on social media or whether it's just doing the traditional things like handwriting a note or picking up the phone or shaking a hand or stopping by, those things are the things that enrich your business. And I think you're 100% correct. Those are the nurturing things that are going to not only grow your business, but maintain your business and open up the doorway to referrals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So you've been... If I can add to that, to the second part of that, you know... um, we're also starting to, I have a, a friend of mine that I've, I'm joining, you know, business forces with and, and she, she does basically my social, excuse me, not my social media, but my marketing is, if you will, but she does it organically. And the way that she does it is, is brilliant, I think. Um, and just doing it through like MailChimp and constant contacts and featuring other people's businesses. It goes back to, you know, both her and I have the belief that you give to receive. So, you know, we feature, I go to networking mixes all the time. I go to, you know, San Diego Regional Chamber of Commerce, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, um, Rotary Club. If I go to any of those things, I may just take a picture of somebody that's doing something I think is really cool there or people I meet, put that out in an email blast. Now I'm promoting their business through the people I know. And that will not only attract business, it will solidify relationships for you. Yeah, they're grateful. Yes, right? absolutely. But you're giving instead of being like, oh, buy my product. Right, right. That That's 100%. That's a that's a big, uh, pretty much any type of business, business uh, successful person is going to tell you to do that. It's going to be uh, give, 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 mm-hmm. and give without the thought or the anticipation of receiving, right? The right. reciprocation will come, the reciprocation will come over, uh, over time as you build that relationship. But if you're out there, promoting what other people are doing they're going to be 100 percent grateful to you and they're going to want to reciprocate by sending you business either doing business with with you themselves or by sending you somebody who they hear about i was having a conversation today on my 130 podcast with this company um they they it's called brand face and they mm-hmm. their big thing is creating a brand for an individual and um you know one of the things i told them was it's it's scary to me that um, agents will focus on just building a brand because their image of a brand is Coca-Cola or Pepsi, right? Or some, you know, Ford, something like that. And they go and try to replicate major multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporations in what they're doing when your brand should be very micro in nature, mm-hmm. right? Your brand should be how you communicate with your circle of influence. It should be how you communicate with your friends. It should be the images that you post to the people that you do business with so that they know what you do. And that's a small type of brand. And if your brand is customer service, if your brand is I promote you, if your brand is I help you succeed, then by all means, that's the kind of person I want to hang out with. And that's the kind right. of person that I want to do business with. Right? And, and I think that's what I, you know, when, when you talk about writing hand notes, that's not an easy thing. That's work. You sit yeah. down and write a note to somebody, that's work. I mean, right behind you over there is a thank you card um, that we received, and it's a handwritten note. That's somebody's effort. And right. you notice that when you when somebody puts that effort forward. You definitely notice that, and you 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 almost instantly feel like, damn, now I got to get them something. It's like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. 
right? During I hope, Christmas? I, yeah, I, I, I hope that you have that impression. Some people, I think that most people, 99% of people feel that way. Yeah, they do. Well, it's like Christmas time. Uh, I was going to say, during Christmas, I almost don't want to receive a gift from colleagues, right? right? Because then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't bring you. I didn't buy you anything. I feel yeah. I feel guilty if I if they give me a gift and I didn't have something prepared for them. But I know that I'm going to make it up to them somehow. I'm telling myself in my head, I'm going to make it up to them. I'm going to be extra special. I'm going to be extra nice. I'm going to bring them something even cooler, even better. Mm-hmm. They have a special place in my heart now. And people, and that's exactly what you need to be doing on a regular basis to enrich. That's what we call a powerful relationship. That's when you're enriching your relationships. That's when you're enriching those associations, those business people, by doing something simple as picking up the phone and writing hand notes or shaking people's hands. Just yep. going and showing up. Yeah, just going and showing up, even if, you know, prospecting and meeting new merchants, you know, going out and cold calling. You know, we don't go in, I don't go and sell. I just go in and introduce myself. I don't even sell them. And they're they, and because merchants love to say no. Right? <laughs> they love saying no. So I don't even give them the opportunity. Why? Why? You're just Why give them the opportunity. Them. Yeah, let's get to know each other. I, I don't know if I can help your business out. I don't know if I want to help your business out. I might not like you. <laughs> you, know? you might not like me. I, I, who knows? But if, if there is a mutual grounds of doing business and we can work together, then, then let's discover that. And that takes, a, that takes you as an individual in business willing to invest in that time and that person and that relationship. Yeah, there's always something you need to look past. Uh, sometimes it's within ourselves, you know, that fear of getting out there and talking to people or whatever it is. Or sometimes, you know, you got to have a conversation with a Raider fan, whatever yeah, it is, boy. but you got to get past it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Yeah, some the point. draft had tomorrow. To, had, right? to. had to, yeah, draft tomorrow. This but, is really, wow. Yeah, time flies, huh? Yes, it's almost yeah. football season. I know. Mm. All right. Well, but uh, but no, in all essence, I mean, that's one of those things, right? The fact that you throw it out there, we might be, you know, uh, division rivals or something, but we have something in common. We like football. Right. And now we've made a connection. Right. You can do that with almost anything else you do this weekend. We're watching Endgame. Right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, there's a ton a of people whole podcast on that. This yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of people who go out there and they they also enjoy that stuff. And guess what? They do things for a living that might be part of what you can do. But you've made a connection that's not even business related. It's just a connection. Or I don't know what else. You mentioned Game of Thrones. I, I, we actually do watch Game of Thrones. Right. But there are a lot of people who don't. So maybe that's not the connection for them. But there are a lot of people who do. Right. But it's a matter of getting out there and actually having that conversation. Too many people, I think, fall short of that is having the conversation. They do, and well, and it's and it's difficult because so many so many people, especially like in my field, and you know, they get shot down a lot. You know, merchants, you know, are tired of seeing. It's funny, merchants are tired of seeing the salesperson come and come and go, but they don't do anything on their end to solidify those relationships either. Mm-hmm. And I hear that a lot from merchants, like you say, you said a few minutes ago. You know, oh, I haven't really seen my guy or whatever, blah 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 blah. But I'm I'm happy with my rates. How do you know? Like, have you even looked at it? I mean, to me, my money is important. And my relationships are important to me. I've, I'm still friends with guys I went to, to uh, you know, elementary school with. So long-term relationships are very, very important to me. So I'd like to bring that into into business fold as well. What did I hear? I think it was a Zig Ziglar thing. He said, usually when a prospect says no, it's that they're not saying N-O. They're just saying they don't know K-N-W-O. Mm-hmm. And you haven't given them enough value, enough information, enough insight 
So that that yep. no is the proper no. Once you've solidified what it is that they, they're not even aware of. I don't know is really what they're saying. Not no, right. just I don't know. And so your job as a salesperson, your job is to enlighten that individual, to educate them, to understand that, yep. dude, this is how much you're losing. You might be happy with your rates, and that's only because you're resisting change. But would you change if I had a $100 bill for you right here, right now? What if you had a $100 bill for you every single month? What if it was two or three every single month? Would you be willing to change if it was cash in your hand? Of course you would. Right. Right? But the thing is, you don't understand what's going on. And so because you don't understand, you're not willing to accept any type of change. I, I think the solar people have the same issue. I don't understand. I didn't understand how solar worked at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I, I knew the idea of net metering. I kind of had an idea. But anytime a solar person tried to sit down and explain it to me, it was convoluted stuff. And I'm a numbers person. Right. Right. But I didn't understand it. And because I didn't understand it, I always said no. But my no has always been K-N-W-O. Yep. I feel that way. K-N-O-W. I can't even spell no. K-N-O-W. This is why. Right. Not a spelling yeah, contest. This is why I teach math and not English. You, you were go. just thinking of uh, the wrestling show. Yeah. N-W-O. <laughs> N-W-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no. I mean, that's to me, that's, that's one of the biggest things. You're in a very uh, no heavy environment. Yep. You're going to hear I, that all the time. And it's funny you say that. So uh, I do have a relationship with a processor, and we're the only processor that can process cannabis. That we're going to do dispensaries. And I talk to a lot of dispensaries, and they want to say no right away. And I'm like, oh, this. And I'm like, just give me 15 minutes of your time. We're going to make your business more money. It's because they don't know that they can actually process money in the cannabis field now. You know, right. and there's a way to do it. So it takes, I mean, it's, it's, you know, hundred percent legal, hundred percent legit banks backed, all that good stuff, but they don't know how it works. It's important as a merchant or any business person to, it, to be invested in your business. You work hard. People that are in, that are entrepreneurs that own their own businesses work hard. You want to keep as much money and make as much money as possible. That's why you're in business. Yep. You're, yep. Well, what did we used to say, Ham? Your purpose in business is to be of service to others. Your mm-hmm. business's purpose is to make profit. Right. And that, that's really what it comes down to. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that about the uh, cannabis industry because we have markets for uh, for in the insurance thing too. I mean, covering cannabis industry is, it's going to be, it's that's a huge market. If you're into that market growing. early on and literally, you know, pun intended, growing, growing. right? That's going to be something that's that, that you can solidify yourself in <clears> the long term. But again- Education, you need to teach them, you know, and believe me, they are business people. They've been in business, oh, been yeah. hustling way before it was legal. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be making a profit going forward. You just got to show them that there's extra profit to be made. There's yeah. extra, there's a new way to solidify your business. There's a new way to increase your bottom line. And I have the solution for you. And I love what you just said, extra profits to be made. And that what that strikes in me is that it's, you know, it's okay as a merchant to make money that's what you're in business for you're not in business to you know you're not a charity yeah you're not a charity you're in business to make money that's okay to make money and as much money as you can possibly make for your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> not at all yeah i mean we talk about that on the real estate side and, and on the insurance side too when it comes down to it you are a salesman like you are a salesperson you have to accept that as part of your identity and it's 
you know, you what you do, the value that you bring, you know, it doesn't come <clears throat> for free. You know, you, you need to put money, you need to put food on your table too. So just be of service to as many people at a high level. That's it. And the process yeah. and the in the profits will flow, right? Yeah. All right, Mark. Um yeah, we're but, rounding our our time here running the end the bend on time um how do people get a hold of you uh easy man they can uh they can just give me a call 619-518-8701 as well as text me um and you can find me on instagram at sd raider mark and i'm in the process right now with my partner so she's got uh, two different um instagrams being started for my business so pacific bank card will be one of them and then uh cannabis merchant will be the other one so cool separate but equal Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. And then lastly, um, we would like you to tag somebody who you think would be a great guest on the show, somebody who you've uh, either done business with, any merchants that are that are uh, <clears throat> killing it out there, that have a story to tell, whatever pops in your head. Who do you think would be a great podcast? Oh, guest? I know my one of my best friends. Actually, I got two for you. So the first one I got for you is one of my best friends, and he is a commercial real estate broker. His name is Dimitri Booker. And he would be awesome for you and uh, and for your guest and as as a guest and for your listeners as well as uh, Miss Brittany Miller, and uh, who's who's heading up uh, my sales force right now. So perfect. So we're gonna tag them, and you can tag her at hashtag AKA the Bam. The Bam. So we're gonna bam. tag them. Put a little bit of put a little bit of pressure on because we're gonna start filling up our May calendar. Hashtag very, very AKA the Bam. Yes, sir. All right, done. Boom. So we got them. All right, Mark. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure. I love talking business with people who are in business. I love talking sales with people who are out there making sales. People who hear no on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, they got the scars, the war wounds to uh, talk about what's really happening uh, out there and making a difference in people's lives. So thanks again for being on the show. Yeah. Why say no when it feels so good to say yes? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Why say no when it feels so good to say yes? All right, ladies and gentlemen, quick reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. Uh, gently use closed-toed shoes, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Send him an email. Give him a text. Give him a phone call. He'll ride over and pick up those shoes uh, as soon as possible. And if you do it uh, before Friday, I'm going to invite you to come out to the Mission Valley Beer Fest with me uh, and hang out for the day. Uh, second, uh, if you want to add insurance into your line of business, are you a tax professional? Are you a mortgage, uh, do you have a mortgage office or you have a brokerage and you think insurance is a nice new line of business that you can earn profit from? Give James a call. James at csfirst.com. You want to be on the program? Hernan at csfirst.com. You want to give me a call? I'd love to pick up the phone and chat with you. Maybe 5, 10, 15 minute conversation just to see if you have an idea or you have something pop up in your head. 619-884-4915. And if you're EXP curious, if you've been wondering what EXP is about because you heard about it, somebody told you about it, you really want to know a little bit more, text 123EXP to 31996. I'll send you a seven minute video so you can learn about it. And shh, nobody has to know. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on our Instagram, on our Twitter, on our Facebook, at Business Bros Pod. Mark, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. 
Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 